Dime cómo te peleaste con esta. Hola chicas, bienvenidas a ¿Quién, ¿Quién es la más? más? My name is Yiyi. And I am Braulio. Before we start, remember to subscribe and rate the podcast. Tell your friends about the show. It would help us immensely to get the word out about our little show here. We appreciate all the support. And today we are discussing the reunion and the finale of La Más Traga 3. We made it. We are here. The finale. It's, uh, it was a very long two episodes. I mean, together, how much? Wait, so each was like an hour and 45 minutes, right? So it's pretty much like yeah. four hours of content. Yeah, it felt like my whole life. <laughs> it felt, it was, yeah. Yeah, it was, I mean, they were broadcasted like on different weeks and everything. So you could like pace it. But still, it just seems like a lot of, a lot of content with not a lot of substance. Yes, not a lot of substance. Like, um just like every reunion that they've had it's always kind of just like oh how are you tell us about you and it's <laughs> like didn't we do this exactly. already through the show yeah exactly like all these stories should have been told throughout the show and the reunion should be like uh well let's see y'all again and uh maybe bring up new things Or, or like backstage stuff, things that we didn't see, but instead it's just like, it's like a recap, a recap, a redo, a, not even a reunion because they've been there the whole time. Like if you look at <laughs> El Salseo, they always pop up. So it's just like an eventful. It's like, you guys have seen each other the whole time. This is not special. That's true. I mean, depending on when they recorded the reunion. I don't know. I They must have right after the finale. I mean, the last episode because they had them all there. So I feel like that's the only way to get them. So I guess we should begin with the looks. Or I mean, we're not going to go one by one because there's just too many. So we're going to talk about our favorite looks from the reunion first. Uh, so who stood out for you? Um, some of my favorites were, I like Winter's look a lot. I think the, I mean, it's a common thing to see black and red, like together, but she pulled it off really well. Like it had cool details to it. And I really liked the makeup. Of course, I liked Aviesque's look as, as well. And one that surprised me was Regina. Like, I, I just did not see her pulling off something like like what she did. Uh, it was kind of inside um, 
uh, Miss Taboo's lane. Like it looked a little bit like something she would wear. It looked like her out of drag. <laughs> I'm not saying that. <laughs> but it was really, really cool. Um, wasn't... Wasn't Rudy like wearing something that she had already worn? The yeah, in the first or not the first one, but the one where they did last the wrestling. No, they didn't do a wrestling challenge. Am I thinking of season two? Yeah, it was the the um las jarras. What is it called? La loteria. Oh uh, yeah, the chicken or the rooster. The chicken. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, outfit repeater <laughs> didn't really like that. So, I mean, the other the ones, the three that I mentioned were like my favorites. I really, I think Hunty looked good. I like the outfit that she's wearing. I just don't like the makeup. I don't think she looks dead. Oh, and this is Dia de las Muertas, so they should look dead, right? That's kind of like the. Is that the concept? Concept, like do something that where you, I guess, look like you're coming back to life. Or I feel like this season they didn't go more. They did they did less of the traditional stuff because remember, like in season one and season two, everybody came up came out with like a sugar skull or like a uh, or like a skull oh. face. Like everybody was doing very typical. The um, yeah, other yeah. well, most of them are wearing kind of Dia de los Muertos inspired things. But I think the only one that stands out is Rudy. Because, I mean, what is she really besides like a phoenix, maybe? That's what I was thinking. It was a phoenix. Yeah. But the other ones all have like skulls and uh, Memo is like, I guess, like a widow. Mm-hmm. Looks like it. Unless he's just crying because he had to be there for three hours. <laughs> um I oh, what the hell? Luna has a dog. Like in her picture, there's a live dog. I don't know how she got that through security, but maybe that's the person that was Tackle speaking. her. Tackle her, yeah. I didn't really lo- I can't say that I loved anybody. <laughs> I don't know if that sounds um, what about Ivisa? No. <laughs> I did not like hers at all. <laughs> I felt bad because everyone was like... Because they did the mas in menos with each of them. And everyone was like, Ivisa. Ivisa. <laughs> Ivisa. Because <laughs> it looks like she's missing half her outfit. It, it's like you can see the undergarments. It's see-through. So you, it looks... You can see... Yeah, it's just not not well put together. The story she said was kind of cute, I guess, in a sense. Because she said it was like some... Or the headdress was made out of flowers that someone gave to her or something. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. It was the flowers that she was going to use in her first episode or something. Or she brought with her. So by the end of it, they were wilted, and she used that as her headdress. Okay, yeah, something like that. But, so I mean, that was cute, but it didn't look right. 
No, it was it's like you literally have dead flowers on your head. Yeah, I mean, like I said, Hunty looked great. It's just the makeup was a little like it didn't read dead to me. It just it looked like she was really tired because her <laughs> you're like bags under her eyes. All right. So I guess we should get in to the actual show or the actual reunion. Um, by the way, how do you think Carla did just like her as the mm-hmm. host? She was more like diplomatic than uh I don't remember. Well, definitely more than Lorena Herrera, because I thought Lorena really tried to get the drama out of them. But I feel like Carla, I guess she kind of became friends and with the girls. So she wasn't going to like try to um, sabotage them or anything. No, but I feel like she kind of tried. She did, but it wasn't as blatant as it was with Lorena. I think she kind of used some tactics tactics um i feel like she she was trying to be tactful but it didn't work because it was like um oh, mi amor como estas y dime como te peleaste con esta like it was so like she was trying to be nice about it but at the end of the day the question is who do you hate so it's <laughs> gonna come out like that true yeah, I mean, you can only say it in so much, so many words. And, you know, that's what the audience wants to hear. So it's like, just let them answer the question, I guess. That's what I didn't like about it, though, that she was kind of trying to be their friend, but then trying to be the to producer. Be shady. Yeah, to, yeah, to be shady. Like, listen that's, to what a, that's what a real friend does. They're shady in front of your face instead of behind you, I guess. Well, you should get new friends, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't think she... I mean, she's cute. Like, she's she's nice. She's a nice, like, person, a nice judge. I don't know if she really impressed me as the host. What do you... Like, in the, in the whole season. Well, they didn't really let her do much. That's the other thing. One, they took her out of having a voice within the voting or anything so she was more there as a support so she was like a third pepe itel so pepe itel y tia i don't know um, tia carla tia carla um so i think that had a lot to do with it because all that she did was like re- read the prompter or defend the girls when when they got screwed over by like their seamstress or whatever but that's pretty much it yeah i guess but i feel like a host should be a little bit more removed in a way because i mean i guess she doesn't have a say in it so it doesn't really matter but if you're not gonna say if she's just trying to defend them I guess what I'm trying to say is like if they're not going to have her have, it's not her fault really, it's the producers. If they're not going to let her have a vote, then don't let her put her opinion or say her opinion because then 
you're just gonna you're gonna put the audience in a situation where you're kind of siding with her but at the end of the day like who cares because she's not gonna vote like she might raise good points but like it's not gonna make any difference at the end because she's not gonna vote um yeah i think for the most part she she um, stepped away from all that there were moments where it seemed like oh she's advising the judges but i think for the most part she did not insert her opinion well maybe i need to rewatch the season <laughs> yeah you go ahead and watch all 50 hours <laughs> i'll wait here uh, okay so did anybody i mean i wrote some notes and none of them are really that interesting um yeah just yeah yoi's cat thing that's what i wrote i i, I literally wrote yeah yoi's friend cat died and i think because <laughs> it just for some reason i felt like part of her it was kind of an excuse even though i don't know her i guess and it might have affected her that much to where she wasn't really focused but it just seemed like now you're gonna come out with the story why didn't you say that in the or maybe they just cut it out i don't know maybe maybe they said it but it just looked like she was insecure the whole time i don't know yeah um she was the first one to leave right so yep the first one yeah i mean she didn't really get any or too much screen time in the first place but yeah, I, I mean, there's no there's no need to come up with an excuse or anything. And sure, if, if she was distracted, I mean, and it's understandable from a cat owner point of view, I get it. But I mean, you've been trying to get to the show for a long time. So that, that was her like chance to like give it her all. Yeah, like I feel like it's whatever got in her way. It's it's sad because she she had she's very creative. What did you think about? Um, I think it was Memo that was calling out people. Well, I think he called out Miss Miss Tabu, where he was like, no, "She wasn't ready. You had to make some outfits on the go," and I came here prepared. And I think that is not. Uh, I guess professional. I like. I guess he felt some kind of way about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. What did you think about that? It's a good point, but nowhere in. Well, I mean, they don't show us the rule book, but I doubt anywhere in the rule book it says, "Okay, you gotta come prepared." So if you're the type of person who can, um, just pull something at the last minute and it works then sure why not um you uh, you might be sabotaging yourself at some point but if that's what you want to do that's your prerogative so i mean who cares sure i mean that's that's memo's opinion and it's valid um because i guess from his his point of view he felt like uh, I mean, he cl he clarified and he said that he didn't think like he was working harder than anyone else. But 
if you are looking at it from his point of view, it does seem like, oh, well, you didn't really prepare as well as I did. And it didn't feel like maybe maybe Miss Tabu cared as much about the competition because of that. But I didn't really gather any of that by just watching the show. They didn't, again, they, like like always, they hide all the, um, they try to hide all that stuff. They don't even show us any of those scenes. So it's just stuff that Memo is saying. Yeah, it's, it's like they have already hashed their problems out. It, it felt like they had already like reunited somewhere else. Like they had already talked about everything. They had already like made up. And once they got there to the reunion, it was like, well, everybody's already made up. Like we're already good. Like what's there to talk about? And that's because they had been seeing each other this whole time. So they had time to talk about it and time to clarify things and or whatever. So that is a mistake that they they should have just sent them home right away. Why keep them there? You know? Yeah. It's like Aviesk. No, not, not Aviesk. Mistabu and I think and Ivisa were having some kind of issue, right? Mm-hmm. Where Ivisa felt like, I guess she was being bullied or something or just like being um, talked down to or, so, or something like that. And um, And by the time... Yeah, by the time the reunion, they're already like, oh, we're friends. We're good. Like, it's whatever. I don't know. There was still some antagonism between them. It it feels like just the way that they were talking to each other and still kind of like standoffish with one another. And maybe it's just like, okay, we're not friends, but we're not going to be uh evil to each other we're not gonna uh, make dolls of each other because we know miss taboo will do it but we're still not going to be the best of friends it's just like okay you don't really impact me in my life and i'm done yeah that's kind of how i felt about the reunion literally (laughs) you don't really impact me (laughs) You don't impact me. I'm done. (laughs) Did you have anything that you wanted to talk about from this reunion? Because I I honestly thought that they would, like the top four would give us something at least. Like, but no, they kind of didn't know. The questions that were asked to them were just like, oh, how do you feel? What's, you know, so it's. Yeah. Um, I mean, it did surprise me that Madison said that she went into the competition knowing full well that other people saw her as, I guess, less than them. Uh, Like, not as talented or creative. And I think uh, we talked about this throughout the season where mm, they brought up that some, I guess, within the drag world, people don't view her type of drag to be as mm, I guess prestigious maybe or like um not just like not valid not real yeah 
yeah, just because it's more like a uh, imitation, like surrounded with like imitating people. Um, and and there was a kind of a handful of of other girls that did that. Like Regina was one of those who was in the similar kind of thing. And even um, even Raga, right? I mean, she was kind of in the same vein. So maybe that was kind of like the story of the, of the season. Try to prove that it is valid yeah because i do remember the the judges even saying to her like who are you like what are you about and she responded with yeah this is what i do this is what i like to do i gotta say that i like by the end of the season i think at the beginning i didn't i thought she was just gonna be like the the girl who's just kind of like the pageant girl who's like not really gonna take risks yeah. So, I mean, she's still the pageant girl. Her costumes are pretty pageant. Um, I don't think they're that out of the box, but she does them well. And she does take risks when she wants or when she has to. And um, that's what surprised me more, that she had, like, this whole personality that you don't really find with a lot of the uh, more like queens who are just trying to be like female impersonators. Yeah. So I think she showed that. And, and to be honest, I mean, I feel like even um, last season we had Sofia Jimenez, who was kind of in the same lane, but um, so I don't know why she felt like she had to prove something. Maybe just this season. She just felt like compared to the rest of the girls, she was the one that was like that. It was probably good for her in the end then because she it, it might have like helped her push through the competition and try to prove herself. So, I mean, she obviously got to the finale. So, yeah, and she won a lot of challenges. So, yeah, helped her out. What was Raga wearing? Because it looked like she was wearing our Thanksgiving dinner <laughs> on I her dress. I didn't understand it. Yeah. Yeah, that was strange. And apparently she auditioned for season two and she didn't get it. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I think she said that. Mista was a bruja, of course, and she she says that she predicted some eliminations. But, I mean, if you're going to actually predict, you think, she would be able to predict all of them and not just like at that point, it seems like she's just guessing at it. (laughs) Yeah. Why didn't you predict your own elimination? (laughs) That's sad. Uh, I think we already knew, but Regina is the, she, she has only been doing drag for like three months. Um, And then one one year doing imitations of like famous people or famous women singers. So she's been imitating for one year and three months, just like her own stuff. Yeah, exactly. Which is pretty, I mean, for as far as she got, that was pretty impressive. Yeah, it was. Cause three months, like I would not even, I wouldn't even audition. Because I was like, no, there's no way. <laughs> exactly. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, the reunion again, again, it's not, there's not a lot of stuff they haven't talked about. So that's pretty much what I had. Okay. Let's go to the finale. Finale of La Matraga, which if you did not pay for it, you probably didn't watch. So. Yeah. Uh, a shout out to Bere, who won our uh, contest. Yay. And yeah. Um, yeah, I hope she enjoyed the show. And yeah, this finale was interesting in some ways. And uninteresting in other ways right off the bat like i didn't so they had obviously the usual judges they had joni they had yari they had letal and then they added two fans instead of having like last season they had um guest judges which in some way it might be good because you know like the guest judges in the finale, they didn't really know what the girls had been through. Mm-hmm. And with the fans, uh, they've been watching the season. And so they kind of know exactly what they're in for and how to like, mm, I guess, how to judge them. But that they really judge. I honestly, yeah. I fast forward through whatever they had to say. <laughs> I didn't listen to anything. No, most of them, was just, they were just like words of encouragement. Um, I guess it was, it was Imagine nice. They would have been <laughs> most cri- huh. critical. They would have been like, no, I did not like that. You could have done better. <laughs> Imagine like the whole audience would have been like, boo. Oh, and yeah. then Mista would have been, oh, it's for me. <laughs> right. They would have, um, yeah, they would have gotten beat up out outside the venue <laughs> what else so i mean yeah i just wanted to touch on that i did notice that raga got like the loudest cheers and claps um when she came out or maybe maybe it was um the way that it was edited but that's what it seemed like and uh, yeah mr boo got the loudest booze i guess <laughs> <laughs> uh so i guess Let's talk about the looks when they first enter. Um, who was your favorite? Who impressed you? Who didn't impress you? To me, I thought Regina stole this like entrance. It was she looked gorgeous, literally stunning, 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 stunning. And fun fact, uh, maybe you guys already know, but Valentina was there backstage helping her get ready. And she actually let her borrow some of her clothes and she brought her makeup artist to do her makeup. Did she let her borrow her face too? Literally her. (laughs) She looked like Valentina, like, um, and yeah, so I think that's that has a lot to do why she looks so good. Um, so I loved her, and Mistabu looked great. It wasn't like show stopping, but I thought she looked great. 
Um, and then for the final uh, 10, or the final four, <laughs> the final 10, uh, no, the final <laughs> four, I loved Raga's dress. I thought that she looked really pretty. That white looks so good. And she looked like a little princess. Why and gotta Avi- be white? Why gotta be white? And then Aviesk was interesting. She looked like um, Anna Wintour just got back from like the plastic surgeon and she's just all wrapped up or something. And then one that I did not like <laughs> was was Rudy's wig. It, she looks like Linda from Bob's Burger. It was so big. It was so, so big. It did not make any sense. I was like, what are you doing? That should have been your dead look with that wig. That's what she was going for, maybe. And who did you like? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree that Regina was the best one uh, of the entrances. Yeah, she just looked very polished, very Regina. Yeah, I just thought she was really cool. Miss Tabu as well, like you said, was cool. Um, I actually liked Aviesk's look a lot. It was just, you know, she's always very inventive, very creative. And it kind of had like a spooky side to it. Like, what the hell is under there? <laughs> but yeah, um... I think those were my favorites. All right. So after they enter, we get some performances. Some by like everyone. Everyone <laughs> literally performs. all the judges are performing on stage. Yadi performs like twice at some point. <laughs> or the like interns that. are performing. The producer. <laughs> everybody. Just everybody has a song. Right. And then none of them none of them singing live, obviously. There weren't. <laughs> And then we get to the category, Quien o lo que más amo de Mexico, which was one of the final challenges where they have to come up with a look and it has to represent what they most love about Mexico. So let's go with the first one, Abby S. Who came out in this, I guess she loves art. That's what this is going for because she's literally wearing a portrait um and this white dress that's kind of painted with all these different colors and i think it has actual like art on it yeah it has um frida frida yeah it has frida Kahlo on it uh to me the category or this the take was very creative I think we've seen Frida Kahlo in almost all the seasons. I feel like. I'm not sure. But I know we got it with um, Deborah La Grande. Mm-hmm. And with Deborah La Grande, you can feel the impact of Deborah La Grande on this finale. Because right. everybody came out with a house, literally, built on them. And that's what won the judges over on the first season. So I feel like Deborah La Grande's, like, reveal, if you remember, like, that big kind of fan thing that came up. That's, like, Sasha Velour's rose petals. Like, it set the standard. It set kind of, like, the thing that everybody's trying to redo or just kind of make it their own. Yeah. 
And I think this was a good way to do it, but like different and not so literal, like not so like obvious. I feel like she had a good spin on this um, category and I like it. I actually, this was my favorite look out of the four. What, what did you think? Uh, yeah, I love this look um, as well. I thought that um, as we, we've seen her like throughout the competition where she has these looks full of like fantasy or creativity and then but in the end like the practicality of it she ends up ends up like falling over it or uh not being able to walk in it stuff like that and i think this time she thought about everything and uh, i mean she literally has uh toxico and veneno holding the train so that they were able to help her with that but yeah and I, I just think you can tell that she wasn't like in her head as far as comparing her to the other ones that that we'll see where you can you could tell like they were just thinking how am I going to move in this what what's my next pose or what's my... so with Aviesk I think she she thought about all of that beforehand and just let it happen yeah, I, I I love the concept. And the next contestant is Madison Basrey. What did you think? It looks like, you know, like very traditional Mexican wear. It, this is, I think, all of the next few ones. It's just very impractical to move around in. Uh, the details were really cool, and we were not expecting that, I don't know, guitar or bandoleon or whatever that was, slash, like, altar, and it, like, opens up, and it has, like, pictures of, I don't even know whose they were, but <laughs> her grandpa, or I don't know, but that was pretty cool, um, but it was just, like, too much, too many ideas, I guess. And it's like, what exactly are you trying to say? Um, I don't think she needed that big for for the people that haven't seen this. Um, she's wearing literally like one of those like windmills, like those toy windmills. Yeah. Um, that that are like foil. I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about. They kind of look like foil paper. And she's wearing one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Did I count right? No. No. <laughs> eight. Eight of those strapped to her back with this big kind of semicircle. Uh, it's like tag. a pavo real. It's like a peacock. Yeah. And it's huge. It's like literally like maybe seven feet tall. And and then behind oh, that. It's more than seven. <laughs> but well, yeah. attached to her, it's seven, more than seven. But I'm talking about the thing itself. Yeah. It's um, and then behind that, it's the the bandoleon that Barley was talking about, where inside it has a reveal. When she turns around, it opens up and it reveals like an altar mm-hmm. of pictures with candles and things. And then her dress is just kind of a very traditional Mexican, um, I guess like a fest, 
something you would wear like at a festival. Um, no, you wear that just when you're like cooking in the kitchen. Your tamales. <laughs> Your tamales dress. That's what I was wearing when I cooked tamales for Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, and then she's wearing flowers on her head. Anyways, what I was going to say is that she did not need those things in the back. She could have just came out with this beautiful dress um, and then just had like a regular bandoleon, maybe like her kind of like playing it and then maybe reveal into the, the thing. But I just don't think she needed that. It looks just so uncomfortable and it's not even impressive. It's just kind of like, why? Why would you wear something like that? Yeah, the reveal of it, like when she opened the altar, that was cool. But yeah, I just think it was one too many ideas again. And it, it just, the message is not there. Like, what are you trying to say exactly? She was trying to say all the messages. She was saying, <laughs> I love windmills. I love flowers. I love the, the, um, I guess her thing was culture. That's what I'm guessing that she loved about. But isn't that for everyone? <laughs> yeah. All right. So the next one, uh, is Miss Raga Diamante. So with Raga, so it was, a similar kind of um, concept to what Madison had with this gigantic, but like to the billionth degree, like this gigantic like family tree um, on her back. And that's kind of what caused her to like, you could tell the whole time she was, afraid of dropping it or afraid of not being able to well she had toxico and veneno like literally holding yeah. her up she yeah, couldn't the walk whole the time so all she could do was like two steps forward two steps backward and that's it um, and like take like half a minute between every step yeah yeah the concept is cool but again it's just not not practical when you have to have three people to hold that thing and it just doesn't look graceful. And it, I think in the end it ends up looking, yeah, it ends up looking clumsy. That That's where um, most of them faltered and they didn't think about actually how am I going to walk on stage with this gigantic thing on my back. Which is surprising for her because she's the one that always thinks things through. She's the one yeah. that's professional, that's always concerned about how it's going to go on stage, and the reveals and everything. But like, if she noticed that she couldn't walk with it, why even, why not make it smaller? Why even come up? I don't, I don't just don't get it. Like, why would you do that? You're like, not even taking a risk there. You're just being kind of, um, I don't want to say dumb, but you're just kind of not paying attention to, to the problem. Yeah. And the yeah. outfit was just whatever. It was cute, but it was like nothing that you're going to remember. Like it's it's like a latex uh, bodysuit with thigh-high boots in black. And then it has a big heart made out of, I don't know, like glitter. Like a big red glitter heart that is um, kind of looks like an amulet. And I just think... 
it wasn't really thought through. Like there was no real concept. It was just like, I want to wear these pictures and that's it. But it has lights. They turn off the lights and it glowed. <laughs> oh, okay. That makes up. Okay. Never mind. She is amazing. <laughs> it lights up. Wow. Okay. No, I just think if she would have maybe been a tree herself, that could have been a cool concept instead of just wearing this tree behind her. She could have turned herself into Groot. Um, but yeah, I was just very let down by her. Anyways, the next contestant is Rudy Reyes. Um, Rudy, I think... Uh, obviously i think that like the focus or what she spent more more time was on all the little accessory well not little there were gigantic accessories and building that stage which it it, it was cool i think um it kind of reminded me of like um, lady gaga in the applause video with the is it venus de milo is that what it is the birth of venus the birth of venus there you go and the her actual look was just fine there was nothing impressive about it um it just looked like a bathing suit the yeah like like i mentioned the i think the the cool part were the actual set that that she built around her i mean there was not much more than that to it Yeah, it was it was pretty much a a set that is built like a like a sea, like a huge seashell, and then it has two huge fish on each side. It's all in white. It almost looks like it's made out of cardboard, but like painted, like spray painted. And yeah. then she has like this little, uh, like vehicle that she can get on and she kind of goes around uh, across the stage in it with other people push. Well, they have to push her because she can't. Yeah. yeah. It just has wheels. But I, I guess, I mean, she loves the sea. That is what she, she's from the La Perla del Caribe. So I, I like where she was going. I think she, she, she should have put more focus on the dress and like, yeah. The yeah, I think in in the end, like she gets lost in all the all the fluff. Yeah, like did you make that yourself? Because then that would be like, okay, you yeah. made that yourself. But I'm pretty sure she didn't. Yeah, if she would have came out in in that, but like in her dress, like made out of that maybe or something, that would have been more. That may may it would have made more sense. But, I mean, it's cool to see. It's just I feel like it's just not what the challenge was calling for her to do. But anyways, it's her interpretation. So that is it. That was the challenge. They didn't really say who won this round or anything. The judges just kind of critique. And pretty much everybody said, yes, yes, yes. Everybody did great. What? Who do you think won this round? Uh, I would definitely give it to Aviesque. I think she was the more focused one. And she showed us she didn't overextend herself to to lose focus, you know, um, as w- what happened with the other ones. So, yeah, I would definitely 
give her the win on on this part of the challenge. Yeah, I would too. I agree. IBS could have the best concept. So we move on to the second challenge, which is they have to create a song and perform it on stage with Nico. I believe that's how you say it, right? Mm-hmm. Nico. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one is again Avias Ku with her song Impacto. What do you think of the song or <laughs> the performance? Um, she had some pretty cool things in the whole performance. I don't know how I feel about um and this is something that everyone did, all the girls did uh where they had like all these dancers and like tricks and all these or accessories and stuff. Like who helped them do all that? I felt like in the past, it's been more of a focus on them instead of the whole perform the performance as a whole, I guess. Um, like this would be a chance for them to showcase themselves and not just, I don't know, like not get lost within the theatricality of, of it all. But what I can say about Aviesk, I... I am really proud of her and seeing her reach out of her comfort zone. And you can definitely tell as she was performing that she was not in her element, but you can also tell that she was pulling through and she was pushing through it and she was attempting to do her best. And that I'm really impressed with because that's that's not easy, especially in front of an audience like that. I think, yeah, I was just more impressed by that than the actual execution of it all. And I just really want to see her grow more and more um, as she gets more experience within that realm of being La Mastre Sesenta, I guess. But we're at the end. We need to see her be like that right now. 360. Yeah. Um, I I appreciate, like you said, that she is not giving up. And I like the song. I, I'm not going to say that I loved it. It was okay, you know. I think it fit her. And that's the one thing I didn't... I think they should have shown us like how they put it all together. Mm-hmm. Um, the choreographer that put it together. That's why I was like, how are they going to do the finale? Like They had a whole six months or I don't know how long to prepare this finale, literally. Because they stopped filming sometime I think in... it was. I think they said it was like nine months. Nine months, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's what Joni said. Yeah. So, for you to have that much time and still be doing this, I mean, I don't know when she started to learn her the choreography, but yeah, I would have taken some dance classes in between then. So, I feel like she should have been at, at the level of everybody else, and and in the sense of dancing and like performing, if you had that much time. Um, anyways, 
the performance was fine. I feel like her performance suffered a little bit because of her costume changes. Because at one point she left the stage for like maybe 10 seconds. And I don't, you're not Beyonce. You can't leave the stage. Not, not right now. Not in the finale. Like do a change, a quick change on stage or something. But you, I, I felt like she shouldn't have left. And it was just like, oh, so I can show another look, which was not even that great. So why even bother? I did some of uh, a lot of the times when she was doing those flips and stuff, it looked like she was just kind of like a rag doll. And they were just kind of like just yeah. being, you know, thrown around. Yeah. Yeah. So I did not appreciate that. And she needed to command the stage a little bit more. But it was a it was an OK performance. I'm not going to say that I was blown away or that it was really bad because, it no, I mean, it was OK. I feel like it could have been way better. Especially if she had a lot of time. And, um, yeah, I mean, her the song was just kind of um, her speaking about fashion, like always. I, I think that's what it was, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, anyways, the next... The next contestant is Madison with her number one single, Pavoneate. <laughs> What does that even mean? First, the first thing that I noticed was like, was her makeup. To me, that was too caked on. It was a lot that she was wearing. Um, and sure, you're a drag queen, but I don't know. I thought there was there's a fine line, <laughs> and that was too much. I don't know. Well, you you were saying that, like, you were comparing Aviesque to. The rest of them. And I feel like Madison was maybe not on quite a, quite the same level, but I think she seemed pretty unsure in her movements too. And also like in the lyrics, the way she was presenting them and I guess lip syncing them, she did not seem as comfortable either. I thought the look was nice, but not innovative. And... I I kind of expected more from her. Um, even though we haven't really seen her, I guess, in this element either. We haven't seen her perform uh, like this. So, uh, But just because of how far she has gone and all, all the, like, her versatility that, that she's shown throughout the competition, I expected more than what she did in this performance. I think for me, she did, she did pretty, I mean, I, I feel like I disagree with the movements. I think she did well with the movements. I don't think she did well with the lyrics or with not the lyrics. Um, the, just the way that she was, um, her attitude, like the way that she was, performing the lyrics like expression like, yeah her facial expressions it was very kind of dead like her face was not emoting what the song was talking about like the song was like so hyped up it has like a good beat and it was just her face was not there uh, maybe she had more work done and maybe she couldn't work her face that much so i'm not even kidding i think that's what happened <laughs> <laughs> Now that I think about it, I'm like, you know what? Maybe that's actually what happened. 
but um yeah i she i wanted more i wanted more like attitude i wanted more attitude from her and i think she just was relying on a lot of the um the little stunts like throwing herself off the that little cliff thing at the end and then going on she went she's the one that went in the the little what's it called the circle thing that you sit on it's called like like silks, right? Like those. Oh uh, yeah, I don't know what those things are called. Like the thing that they do at the circus, whatever yeah. that's called. Yeah, yeah. like error aerialisk and aerialisk. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it's called. I don't know. Kind of like Violet Chachki, but but not <laughs> even compared. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I think she was just relying on that and hoping that that would pull her through and you know impress the judges or impress us but it was it just didn't seem like she was ever just taking command it was just like yeah i needed a bit more from her and yeah i i just i i guess we like you said we hadn't seen her perform like that she never had to lip sync so now we know (laughs) (laughs) um the next one up is Raga Diamante with her song Hashtag Diamante. Very original. Yeah. <laughs> Who would have thought? Um, Raga is always so sleek, so professional. I don't much like the look, uh, but it had nice movement to it and it worked for what it was. I mean, you're trying to perform. We're not expecting like extravagant costumes while they're dancing. Um, just something for them to look nice in. Um, the routine was really fun and entertaining. Um, even with, I thought it had a few imperfections. Like it wasn't as rehearsed as I would have liked it to be. It wasn't that perfect though. Sometimes I think maybe we're holding Raga too too high of a standard. Not that she can't meet it, but it's just like she she's not perfect. Like no one's perfect. So and oh yeah, and then she faints after like spinning for a while. Uh along with the she had a little circus act as well. And not that I'm holding that against her, I'm just something notable that happened in her performance. But yeah, I mean, it was, it was a good performance overall. Um, it could have been a little bit more. Um, she could have hit some of those marks a little better, but yeah, I mean, she did really, really well. I agree. I think Raga is to me the best performer out of the, including like just attitude and, and her movements. I think she's probably the best or the one that takes more like command of the stage. Like um, she has good stage presence. It's just that again, like I guess they had just too many ideas, too many things that they were just trying to do. They're trying to like impress everybody. And Mm. instead of just focusing on making like this really clean performance and like just kind of, Focusing on maybe telling a story with uh, 
the song or something. It was just kind of like, oh, who can do the most stunts? Who can do whatever? Um, I, I don't think anybody did a wig reveal, which I'm surprised. But that's kind of what it was. It's it's not it's, it's not the finale that I envisioned. I was waiting yeah. for her to just like kill it and like murder. Yeah. But it was to me. I think to me it was. Um, I feel like it was the best. I don't remember Rudy's that well, but I feel like I liked her the most, and. It's just, it just sucks because I feel like she, she, she might have been like feeling bad the whole time. Maybe that was part of it, mm. just because she, she was, she did faint at the end, so maybe that affected her performance. Um, so I don't know, but again, if it's not, if you, if you can't do silks or you know, go up on you know, throw yourself from a roof, whatever you're going to do, like, don't do it. Just focus on what you're good at and, and try to like really um, polish it up. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of trying to like do all these stunts that you don't really need. It's not Mm -hmm. necessary. All right. So the, the next is Rudy Reyes with, Doradissima. And while you tell me your thoughts, I'm going to listen to the song just so I can remember her performance. <laughs> you just don't want to hear me talk. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Dora the Exploradora. Uh, obviously, the the dancing experience shows um, in every movement. And she's definitely the best dancer of all the four. She's shown that prior to this and throughout the season. Uh, I think to me, this is what Raga's performance could have looked like with more experience or practice. Or maybe it's what I wished Raga's would have looked like, what I hoped it would have looked like. And the look is functional for such a dance-heavy routine, but... It's not very exciting. I think Rudy's was my favorite performance just because, um, again, like I felt like the Loca Masa Mo de Mexico, the focus was on the actual um, look. And with this part of the challenge, it's, I guess this time is on the spectacle and on how well you can dance and obviously she can dance so i think yeah i think i would have given it to her this round because of that do you think um actually i don't remember her performance i don't know if that's a i guess that's not a good thing i'm trying to remember what she did i know that she wore braids i do remember her wearing braids and (laughs) I cannot remember her performance. Um, well, she had a lot of involvement with the other dancers, and yeah, they kind of like had a lot of back and forth. So basically, like I said, like basically what Raga did, but a lot more sleeked up. Like she knew what she was doing because of her experience. What was her one like stunt? 
I know she did a death drop. I do remember that. Lip syncing. <laughs> Lip syncing. <laughs> no, I don't and remember these. Didn't she do a backflip or something? Somebody got on somebody's shoulders. I remember that. I don't know if it was her. Possibly. Was- and with this, like, with this thing that the finale is only available for a few hours, it's like, okay, how do I even? I know I can't. I just don't even know. It's all by memory. Yeah. So I do that's not remember hers. <laughs> so that tells you what I thought. Man, all these people who, who like, what if people were too busy and couldn't watch the finale or um, didn't want to pay? How are they ever going to find out or actually see the finale to their the season? That's pretty weird. Yeah. Um, but. You know, that's what we signed up for watching this <laughs> show. So they're like, Dominarita, na, na, na. Dominarita. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't remember her, so I can't really talk about her. I know that she did good because I do know that she's a dancer. So I'm sure whatever you said was I'll go with that. <laughs> um, so in the end, the winner La Mas Draga Season 3 La Mas 360 Es Adies Cool I thought you were going to send it to commercial or something (laughs) (laughs) I am really shocked You and everybody else is shocked Yeah as I mentioned, I think, I mean, going in, I all I always root for the underdog, and I don't know, I I relate a lot to ABS. I feel like we have common points of view, but so I I'm just really thrilled that she won, but I'm so surprised. Like I did not see that coming at all. I thought no matter what was going to happen. Raga already had the crown in her hand on her head. Then when I saw, when I saw, um, Rudy dance, like she did, I was like, Oh, maybe we'll give it to Rudy. And so I definitely did not expect, uh, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Madison, that I didn't even <laughs> think of her as a potential winner. Yeah. What do you? Th- why do you think she won? Relatability, maybe, and her costumes that she makes. Like, there's nothing. No, no, none of the other queens can make anything like that, or have made anything like that uh, on their own. I don't know. I think that that just made her stand out. Yeah, I don't know. I'm shocked. The thing is, I was, I think, yeah, I think we're shocked because the whole season they're saying, we want La Mastra 360. We want Mm -hmm. somebody who's, you know, going to be all around a performer, a a fashion queen, lip syncer, everything. And a dancer. Um... And she doesn't do half of that. (laughs) 
<laughs> but but the same thing you can say of the other ones. The other ones don't have everything either. I think Raga can do everything. I think she has the. I don't fashion. think she danced that well. I think she can dance better than Aviesque. Well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. But she didn't. She didn't dance that well. And then her fashion. I'm. She was dying. Else... What do you want? <laughs> someone else makes it for her. I think they all. It could have been like any. Well, almost anyone's game. <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, I could have easily seen them give it to Raga. Yeah, when they said Avias cool, everybody was like, who? <laughs> no, we cannot believe that. But I mean, it's not, I'm not trying to rag on her because it's not her fault that the fault producers. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like the producers are setting us up to want to, you know, not. um because they've been telling her you're not the whole package the whole season <laughs> and then yeah they set us up to be like oh but guess who won and she was kicked off at one point she came back yes and then she was overshadowed by Deborah La Grande on a challenge yeah like one of the winners so I just don't don't know I think she won because obviously she's super talented I'm not saying she's not I think most of it had to do with the story. I think they wanted to portray this person who was very shy and introverted yeah. and then kind of grew throughout the competition, then got eliminated and came back and won. I think that's what it had to do with. She went through a whole telenovela throughout the show. Yes. She was just missing a twin with like... <laughs> um. But the thing is that we already had that last season. We had Alexis Trasikisele with being a shy girl who was not, you know, who was very mm -hmm. introverted and then grew to be this. So I feel like it's very repetitive at this point from the past two winners. And they're both look queens. They're both queens who are like into fashion, make their own fashions. And it was just like, girl, really? Like, we don't care about the story. We didn't even know the story because you had to have a whole reunion just to tell us. Uh, um, but congratulations. <laughs> but congratulations. Uh, yeah, I'm just I'm shocked, but pleasantly, pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I I at the moment I was just like I wanted Raga to win, but. Yeah. Obviously, it I don't it doesn't really affect me, so I don't really care. So good for her, good, and she does do amazing fashions. Um, I hope she she develops that, and maybe she's going to where you're going to see some of her designs on Drag Race or on other shows or on the next season. You know, yeah. So I think this is going to really, really take her her line, her fashion line, to the next level. Okay. Um. Um, yeah, I mean, that was it. How do you rank this season from all the three seasons? I think the judging was weird from episode to episode. Just given the fact that they were using the celebrities to eliminate the girls. It had like its good things and its bad things. Um, they refined some things, and then others were like, uh, "I want it the old way." 
I liked I liked the first season how it was more like scrappy. Like it was a brand new show and they were just trying to like barely with a budget and they were just trying to make it so they couldn't like focus on manipulating the storyline and um so I think I think they prefer the first season because of that. And I don't know, it was it was a fun season, but I felt like they were trying to um put too many twists into this one. Uh like okay, let's double eliminate. Um let's bring somebody back. Let's yeah, not let's eliminate. Back. Yeah, yeah. Let's have a shocking ending. Uh, so all sorts of like th- common things that we've seen in other competition shows, they tried to throw that in there. And I feel like they kind of worked the season around that instead of like telling a story um, about each girl or yeah, to just just to so for us to like get to know them. And that that should be like the primary concern i think so that they can have like a life after the show yeah to be more memorable um i would love it if they would just not say that they're gonna search for the 360 because i feel like deborah la grande was already that yeah and didn't even have to say it i feel like that's the only season that i feel like they crowned the most well-rounded and not focus on like, oh, this storyline. Because if you remember, they were very hard on her because they knew that she was so polished and she was in the game for a few years. And yeah. um, and I think that's when, that's what I liked, that they were focusing on the talent. And these past two seasons, I think they're more like, uh, who who's, has the best story? Who's more likable? Whatever. Um so, I mean, but that's all opinions, so whatever. It's it's the show. The I would love it if they would just like for the next season if they would just focus on looks. If they're just going to look for a look queen, make that a whole show. Like you don't see Project Runway being like, "Oh, who can be the best designer?" But you also have to cook and then you also have to do your own makeup and then you also have to No, they just focus on the on the design and that's it but on this show they say one thing but then they say another and they it's just like just make them do their their clothes there maybe that would be a great show like you know project runway but with drag queens (gasps) yeah that could be interesting well that's what like rupaul's drag race started as as well yeah literally it was like uh uh not a ripoff it's like uh What's it called? Yeah, a ripoff. <laughs> to rip off. <laughs> um, it was a parody of like La uh, ANTM, America's Next Top Model, and Project Runway. But anyways, yeah, just focus on what you're gonna focus. There's no shame in just looking for a look queen. Like that is, you know, mm-hmm. there's not a show like that right now, so it would it would make sense. 
But I think this is, to me, I like this better than season two, just because season two was so, it was so obviously, like, just rigged. And it just kind of, yeah, it just messed with the experience. And this one was just, it was, I mean, it was rigged, but it wasn't just, (laughs) it wasn't so blatant where you were just like, really? Like, you know, it was, it was more. They had. They hid the puppet strings a little better. Yeah, they made the they made Carmen Salinas do all the dirty work. So, <laughs> so that is it for the season. La Masraga Tres is over. We will never see the season. Well, and I was going to say we'll never see these girls, but yeah, they'll, oh, they'll be around. And some of you will never see the finale. <laughs> and some of you will never see the finale. So that sucks. Um, unless somebody somewhere you know, uh, has it and recorded it. I'm sure someone did. Yes. On their iPhone and you can, their mom walks in front of the camera. (laughs) Yeah. Dinner, dinner's ready. So uh, we're not, I I don't think we're going to post the looks from the finale just because I personally don't feel okay with, something that they monetized on and then having us be like well here it is for free like i'm not that person i am (laughs) so if you find you're gonna post them Uh, (laughs) i'm gonna recreate them and i'll just post me wearing them or your cat just wearing outfits So, yeah, that's it. Um, anything else you want to say about the finale, about the show, your final thoughts on the season? I am curious to see if my money is actually going to fund the season four. We'll see. I feel like they're going to need a lot more than my five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> they're probably going to have to fire someone just to make up for... To be able to, you know, make the season. Like, fire one of the judges or... I don't know. <laughs> uh, I mean, they have Pepe Teo. Why do they need Pepe Teo when they didn't even know half of the stuff that was happening? I know. It's That's weird. unnecessary. And if you cut them out, it'll cut out the running time of the episode. Yeah, because they always have to introduce themselves and then be like, hi, we're back. And then blah, blah, blah. and then they have to spend time. Okay, so the, uh, the girls have to explain. This is what happened during the finale that you weren't at for whatever reason. Yeah. Just do... Why, why is Carla not doing it? That's just so weird. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, that is it for this episode of Quien es la Más. Thank you so much for joining us, supporting us, and listening to our podcast for La Masraga Tres. We appreciate all the listens and subs and the subs and the likes and everything. So thank you so much. And um, yeah, where can they find you on social media? You can follow me at Hello Braulio. That's H E L O B R A U L I O. And you can follow the podcast at Guinness Lamas on Instagram. And we have the email set up, uh, which is Guinness Lamas Podcast at gmail.com. 
And where can they find you, Yee? You can find me on Instagram at yes, it's Yee. That's Y-E-S-I-T-S-Y-I-Y-I. And if you want to send us um some some recommendations on something you want covered because right now we're just like i don't know if we should cover something else or we might take a little break until you know the next drag race season comes up so if you want to want to hear us cover something send us a send us a little email or a a dm and uh we might consider it or we might just ignore it you never know (laughs) But anyways, thank you so much for your support again. This was such a great season. Um, And yeah, we will see you next time. Bye. Hasta la próxima. Um, first I need my cat to get off of the computer.